listeners! Welcome to The Extra Unordinary, a podcast where extra people talk on ordinary media. My name is Addison and I'll be your host. If you like the podcast, you can check us out at the following. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter at TEU Podcast. Instagram at The Extra Unordinary. And our website, extraunordinary.com. Yes, they're all different because I don't plan ahead. And with me tonight, in the room with me, is Steven. Hi, I like ice skating. We also have Kat. Sup, homies? Let's skate. And not in the room with me, but in a conference call, we have my friend Joe. Hello, everybody. And tonight, we will be talking about the movie I, Tanya. Woohoo! Came out, released in limited release, uh, December 2017, and had a full release January 2018. Any, who wants to read the stats? I, I can read stats? Yes, Joe, we can cuss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to... Sure, where are stats? Cool. Okay, sweet. All right, so our, as Addison was just saying, we're talking about Itania tonight. Uh, it was written by Stephen Rogers and directed by Craig Gillespie. Yes. Gillespie? Gillespie. Gillespie. So it has the beautiful, wonderful Margot Roby, Allison Janney, who is just fucking phenomenal. And then we have Sebastian Stan, who I guess everyone knows as Bucky Boy. But I've never actually seen Winter Soldier because I am one of the weirdest people ever. So yay. Um, sweet. So before we get all into this, um, we were wondering. We have a roundtable. Yeah, we have a little roundtable question. All right. I want to ask everyone, what is your favorite sports movie? Shit, I got to look that up. <laughs> Joe, would you like to go first? Sure, I would love to. I'm not much of a sports guy, so I don't really get into sports movies. Um, so as obscure as it is, Dodgeball is probably my favorite sports movie. That's a good one. Steven? Non-ironically, probably plays it for you. Okay, pass for a second. Uno momento, por favor. Okay, honestly, I can't remember the name of it right now, but my favorite sports movie ever is this um, 30 by 30 documentary that ESPN did. And it's about the traumatic brain injury in football players. And it's basically about the like doctor who discovered it and how he got essentially ostracized from the community. And that's why the movie that they made about Will Smith is so with Will Smith. And it is so fucking crazy because he straight up was like pretty much barred from being able to practice medicine anymore by the end of that movie. And by the end of the documentary. So the fact that they made a movie about it is pretty nuts. So that's my favorite one, but I can't remember the name right now. because It's like a long ESPN title. All right, and that leaves me. I'm going to go with Talladega Nights. That movie. Hey, first, your last. Is mine the only one that's about real shit? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> you can't get more real to me than Talladega Nights because I went to school with one of the kids. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, is it well, based on a true story? No. Oh, okay. What? Okay. I just, I just went to school. Dodgeball is based on a true oh. story. Is it really? I no. doubt someone got hit with a wrench. <laughs> We will be doing a Talladega Nights episode in the future for everybody who wants to join in on that. I guess I have to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> it's one of those, it's dumb, and like you, you recognize that it's dumb while you're watching it, but you just can't stop. Okay, I'm, 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 I, I think I can get into that. That sounds good. It's really good. Michael Clark Duncan was not it. He was. Alright, well, fuck that movie. We're talking about I, Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forget turning left. We're talking knife shoes. All right, release info. 
Itania had its world premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival on September 8, 2017, was theatrically released in the United States on December 8, 2017. It is grossed $46 million on an $11 million budget. It has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because it's fucking fresh and delicious. It's really good. For real, if you haven't seen this movie, why not? I That is a question I want to know. If like, you haven't seen this movie, I need you to stop listening because we spoil it and we talk about it in full. Steven was so kind as to pull up the name of the documentary for me. It's called League of Denial. It's great. <laughs> great. Just just a call back to that real quick. Thanks. My self-help group has that same name. If you to say it sounds like my daily life. Wow. <laughs> Support your local public broadcasting guys. relatable. <laughs> Hashtag too relatable. And for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, it is not what you think. It oh. is not the normal biography movie or autobiography movie. It is shot completely different than most other ones. Yeah, we're going to get into that. But first, the summary. I like that we have a plan this time. This is good. This is real good. We followed one for Repo and it worked. Real good. Shape of Water was was a dumpster fire. <laughs> I believe Shape of Water is a dumpster fire. We tried. We tried. We tried. That one will probably get published later, so it does not ruin our reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Summary. In 1970s Portland, Oregon, three-year-old Tanya Harding is impelled to ice skate by her abusive mother, Lavana. Played by amazing Allison Janney in this movie. God, she's just so fucking... Oh, uh, she's just such a cunt. She's brilliant. She is brilliant. She does is brilliant. I want her to be my mom. As Tanya she grows up... She's in, she's in that show, Mom. Yeah, she is. That's why I want her to be my mom. Does she need to have a bird? <laughs> Alright, let's get on with the summary. The bird is a must. I know, the bird is kind of important for this. <laughs> That's your new stepdad. <laughs> As Tanya grows up, Lavana takes her out of school to focus on her skating career, and she trains extensively under coach Diane Rawlinson. Tanya quickly becomes one of the best figure skaters in the United States, but is unable to move beyond her white trash reputation, homemade costumes, and unconventional choice of performance music. At 15, Tanya begins dating 18-year-old Jeff Galuli, despite her mother's disapproval. Was that frowned upon back then? Usually it's about two weird friends at that age during that time, so 15 and 17 wouldn't be too bad, 15 and 18 is kind of pushing it, 15 19 would be like, really statutory. Yeah, that sounds bad. Jail time. In the tune of Mail Time from Blue's Clues. Wow. Here's the jail, it makes me, it makes me not want to wag my tail. Okay, we have to move on. Yeah, we're trash. Let's go. <laughs> At 18, Tanya begins dating 18-year-old Jeff Galuli, despite uh, her. <laughs> can we just laugh at his name real quick? Galuli. Galuli. I'm Jeff Galuli. <laughs> it does sound pretty good. Why? That's fucking ridiculous. He's a garbage human being, so we get to make fun of his name. Fuck you, Galul. Despite her mother's disapproval, Tanya marries Jeff in order to move out of her mother's home. But soon, Jeff begins physically abusing her as well. Lavana scorns Tanya for putting up with it, but Tanya blames Lavana for raising her in an abusive environment. Joe, would you like to read on it meanwhile? Meanwhile, Tanya becomes the first American female figure skater to compete two triple axle jumps in competition. 
However, Tanya fails to stick her landing and comes in fourth place at the Olympics. Defeated, she returns to Portland and takes a job as a waitress. But her first coach, Diane Rawlinson, convinces her to train for the 1994 Winter Olympics. Tanya visits her estranged mother, who chastises her for seeking kindness, claiming that she made her a champion, knowing she'd hate her for it. After Tanya's confidence is shaken by a death threat, Jeff realizes he can do the same to Tanya's main rival, Nancy Kerrigan. Ba-ba-da! However, Jeff's delusional friend, Sean Eckhart, who can we please just unload on him later, please, um, <laughs> seeking notoriety and prestige, hires two inept crooks to attack Kerrigan after a practice session in Detroit. That's in Michigan, y'all! Kerrigan's knee is badly injured by Shane Stant, and both men involved are soon arrested. Eckert's bragging around town quickly leads the FBI to him. Yeah. Yeah. He obviously blames Jeff, who is horrified to learn that Eckert gave orders beyond sending death threats via letters. Tanya then qualifies for the Olympic team, and amid all of the allegations, she was involved in Kerrigan's attack. Realizing that she'll be found guilty by the association, goes to the FBI and tells them what she and Jeff, Jeff and Sean, what, whoa, 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 whoa. She goes to the FBI and tells them what Jeff and Sean did. I'm, this is important that I fix that. Um, who then show her written testimony to Jeff during the interview, and he races to her house to attack her. Tanya leaves him for good, and he implicates her to the authorities, claiming she knew about the attack. What a piece of shit. Like, come on. Popcorn Steven? Um. Okay, Steven passed. So, at the Olympics, Tanya comes in eighth place, and Kerrigan wins the silver medal. Back in Portland, Tanya finds herself in a media circus. Lavana visits Tanya and offers her kind words. She finally tells her she's proud of her, that she is on her side. However, when Lavana asked if Tanya knew anything about the attack, Tanya realizes she's wearing a recording device and ejects her from her home. Which is very fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked up. We'll get into that. Jeff, Eckhart, and Stant are all sentenced, with Tanya's trial postponed until after the Olympics. Tanya avoids jail, but is given three years probation, 500 hours of community service, and a $100,000 fine. She's also forced to withdraw from the 1994 World Figure Skating Competitions and is banned from competitive figure skating for life. Heartbroken, she begs the judge to give her jail time rather than take away the one thing she knows how to do, the judge declines. Jeff acknowledges that he ruined Tanya's career, changes his name, and remarries. Like a slimy piece of shit that won't go down in the fucking toilet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Tanya embraces her notoriety and becomes a boxer, whilst becoming a nurt- nurturing mother to her own children. Yeah. So, cat. Want to talk about how much you like this movie? I like this movie a heck of a lot. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for it, and I mean, everyone, I feel like in our age group, has heard about this. Although I didn't talk to people tonight who had not really heard of Tanya Harding in relation to this, which I think I find really interesting. That is Because I thought most people knew about it. It was like a common knowledge thing. Like, everybody, like, everybody knows where fucking Princess Diana was, like. We all know. Anyway, um, but I like this movie a lot. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was definitely... A lot more wild, I think, than a lot of movies that have been coming out lately. Just in terms of, like, the attitude of it. It was very much, like, in your face, like, fuck you. I'm I'm here. We're doing this. We are kind of going a different direction with it. I like, I liked that, though. I And there's, like, a lot of little, like, subtle stuff that, like, changes with it. But it overall, like, I think 
Tanya herself kind of stays true to just being fucking Tanya. That she does. Which I really enjoyed. Joe. Yes. Tell me how much you like this movie. I love the movie. I love the perspectives of it. I love that it was all from her viewpoint, but it still gave us the perspective of the other characters also. And seeing how they viewed what was going on and the different dynamics between the characters. And I love the life that Margot and Allison both brought to their characters. Amen. And how they stayed true, but still gave them that weird quirkiness that they have in reality. It just, it, the whole thing was very entertaining. I loved it from beginning to end. I laughed. I, I don't think I ever cried to it, but I probably shed a tear once things got horribly bad. Um, but yeah, I just, I thought the whole thing was brilliant. Cool. I'm glad you feel that way. Steven. Um, well, I'm not like a general film buff, so I don't have anything particular about like actors or like the way stuff was shot or anything. But I really liked it. Um, I liked how it covered like, I don't know, <laughs> my brain died. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I just liked it a lot. <laughs> and I don't really... Mostly because it's about figure skating, or I well, I liked it because it was about figure skating, but I also liked it because it was kind of like a PSA to stop with the fucking Harding jokes. And we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, I figured we would, which is why. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna discuss a lot about this movie, but now it's my turn. I loved this movie. I hadn't watched a lot of Margot Robbie before I watched this movie. I didn't really. I had no interest in Suicide Squad. Don't really, don't really have a hinge, panache, for figure skating, but I think it's neat. But I absolutely love this movie. I was drawn to it when I saw the trailer, and while I hadn't haven't been familiar with Margot Robbie's performances, I had been familiar with the way she carried herself and the way she talks. So to see her kind of transform into portland is not midwest but you see where i'm getting at like you know she's in like a weird part of portland i didn't know existed yeah <laughs> like uh, that her existence in portland is something i didn't think was real you know what's weird it was shot in macon macon georgia what? it was shot all over Atlanta. macon yeah it was they shot up in sugar hill some of it oh That's yeah because there's a skating rink there yeah, but it was fantastic. I, for one, cried my eyes out. It was really emotional for me, um, just in a lot of different perspectives. Like, I related with Tanya a lot, which not something a lot of people really want to relate to. I think there was a lot of layers in there that yeah. there was so much to relate to. It brought... That there's a little bit of everything for everybody to get something out of her character yeah it brought multiple layers and more dimension to somebody that the media for the past 20 years had written off as crazy or unstable or a villain or an assailant all of the above i enjoyed it a heck of a lot was a nice movie recommend Mm-hmm. Was nice movie recommend. Oh yes, definitely nice movie. Nice movie all around. So we're going to talk about the themes in this movie. The most forthcoming theme we will talk about are abusive relationships. Oh boy. Yeah. 
Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be that kind of night. Okay. Yeah. It's uh there's definitely some abusive relationships. Like everyone that was in there. Yeah, everyone's kind of a piece of shit in their own special way in this movie. Except for Nancy. She's the victim all around. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I don't blame her for not wanting to have anything to do with this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do not, not blame her. Absolutely not. Lavana. Lavana Golden, she was a real piece of work. Sorry. Yeah, Gululi hold on. also. Give me one second, I'm being a rude lit. <laughs> yeah, Gululi was kind of a piece of shit as well. Well, put up your phones. Sorry, one second. One second. What? I just texted her. I felt like her coach was at times. Get out of here with that seal! Get out of here with that seal! This is my circus, these are my monkeys. Repeat your statement, Joe. Oh, I was saying that I kind of felt that the coach was, too. You're right. How do y'all feel about that? I didn't... She didn't seem that way to me. Wait, which one? The coach. I thought the coach was, like, really nice. She's, like, like, the only supportive person in town. I mean, honestly, life. yeah. She's the only one who came back to her, too, like, at the end when she, like, stood with her and had that cigarette and she gave Tanya that opportunity. Because, I mean... Did she come it. back for personal gain reasons? Or was she doing it for Tanya? I kind of felt like she was coming back because she wanted to be something and knew that Tanya could take her there. That's she not wasn't necessarily coming no, back to help Tanya. That's not really the in, the intention I got. Whether or not the woman herself is that way, who can say? But the, at least the actress's portrayal of that definitely, I think, came across. Especially that, like, Rocky montage scene they did with oh her, where she's yeah. just so... She yeah, and you're just like, because she looks like that, the actress, like, looks so proud, and, like, when she's portraying that coach, like, the coach is, like, so pleased that, like, Tanya is doing this, that Tanya is, like, giving it this fucking effort that she wants to do, that she wants to achieve this goal. And it, it doesn't feel like she's doing it for... Because probably any other coach would be like, what the fuck are you doing that? Like, what, Tanya, what are you... flipping logs. Yeah, like, go on the fucking <laughs> ice, not... I realize this is what you need to be doing to, I guess, get yourself, like, hyped up, up, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I think she's... I, I like the coach a lot, honestly. I think you do have an interesting perspective, Joe. This is something to think about. Okay. But her mom, like, Alice and Janney's performance was so convincing. The bird. Can we talk about the bird? <laughs> the Oh, God. Her husband? I love her the husband, bird. Yeah. Her husband. Her the bird. husband. What was his name? Uh, Vern? Vern the bird. I said a Vern, Vern, Vern. Vern's the bird. I said a Vern, Vern, Vern. Vern is the bird. I'm trash. Okay, guys, let's do this. I'm sorry. Let me just finish this thing and then I'm, I'm all yours forever. Got it. I love you. I love you too. They didn't give credit on IMDb for who the bird was. That's so mean. Okay. That's a funny one. Okay, can we can we talk about Eckhart then, please? Yes, let's talk can we about talk Eckhart? about Eckhart? Joe, your thoughts on Eckhart? I really am curious to hear yours on Eckhart. Yeah, the the bear. bodyguard. Oh, okay. Uh, the guy. I don't understand how he ever got a job. Amen <laughs> to that. Good question. Great question. Because he doesn't seem like he's that big of a guy, which I know that it was an actor. But it seems like he would have been like a bigger, stronger guy. But even when they showed the real footage. It seemed like a shorter, heavier set guy, and he didn't seem very intimidating, didn't seem very bright. Yeah. Uh, Someone just, saw that. I just totally don't understand why this guy was even in her life, which maybe she, maybe they were childhood friends at some point or something, or he knew somebody. I didn't, 
it doesn't seem to me like he had any qualifications for this other than his lies, which were very easy to see through. Well, I thought he, I thought he was through Jeff, right? He was Jeff's friend. Was it Jeff's friend? So, I mean, he was hanging out at his house, like, yeah, from but... his mom's base, from, like, the Eckert's mom's basement. How, how I thought oh, it. Was that before? Yeah, that was before. So, who knows how he got the job, but... But still, what bodyguard would be like, yeah, client, come to my... Well, I guess this guy's a fucking crazy person, so maybe. But I can't think of many bodyguards would be like, yeah, client, come to my mom's house and use my mom's phone. <laughs> like, he was pretty out there. Like, they had to show the footage in the end credits of him being crazy in real life, because most people... No, they would have to be him. friends. They wanted that crazy road trip, because he's not... Yeah, they'd have to be friends, because if he yeah. were Tanya's bodyguard, he'd be with Tanya, not with Jeff. Yeah. So they go on that crazy road trip together to yell at Tanya, so they'd have to just be but friends. But she was, she was trying to separate from both of them, and if she separates from both of them, they're both out of a job, and both out of a life. Yeah. True, true. Well, I guess Sean can just go back to his mom's basement. Or he can go back to helping the military do undercover FBI Oh my god, stuff. how, like... Just like even just watching the footage, it's cringy. In yeah, so in it, cringy. you're just like, no, there's no way this human is an actual human being, and that people have listened to him, and like there are documents of his words, like in a like a very important building of the government, and it's just like, no. But, but did you hear his credits when he was talking? He said it was. I did an interview for In Flight Magazine. Oh. It was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> he was it? insane. That's like that point of pathological liar where everyone just knows that you're not right. Yeah, there's like a problem. Yeah. It's yeah. like, is this guy Like, it's slow? not conscious anymore at that point. Is this guy slow or is he just a liar? Or is he a genius because by making people think they're not sure of that, he doesn't get into any trouble. Good point. He died, like, in the mid-2000s. Just like... No, it's not rude to say somebody died. No, it's just like... It's unrelated, though. He died unrelated to the movie. He just died from complications, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to hell, guys. Like... I'm just, just so, so baffled. Like came back after getting out of jail and took him out or anything. Yeah. No, he just died because I don't think he took very good care of himself. Well, if the scene of him in the back of the car with the fucking condiments and snacks on his chest are any <laughs> indication of how he actually lived, then makes a lot of sense. That part was funny, though. Oh, God, he's just in the back seat, just like... Ugh. And see, that's one thing that we don't even know if it was true, because the whole thing's from Tanya's perspective, and she was not in that car. True. I true. hope it's true. That was really but funny. at some point in time, he was probably in the back of her car and doing that exact same thing, so it probably wasn't that far-fetched. No. <laughs> if it wasn't that time, there was another time. Would we say there was a school of times? Or a herd. Ooh! I like a herd of times. A murder. Ooh! A gaggle. <laughs> a flock. And we're derailed again. So, <laughs> back we go. Do we, do, where we go next? What's, what is our, oh, we never talked, did we talk about these relationships? Did that happen? We did. Oh, I missed that. Thank goodness. I didn't want to hear it. Repression. <laughs> 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 Just gonna ignore that train. In denial. Woo! Alright. We're gonna talk about. Oh, actually, can we can we step back to abusive relationships just a real quick? Yeah, just a real quick. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can we talk about the fact that I as as much as violence is never the answer, 
ever. Let's let me say that for everyone at home. Violence is never the answer. But I loved, loved, loved the fact that Tanya was not afraid to fucking kick his ass back. If that's true, I do have to say. Oh yeah, I enjoyed that immensely. Which I know is fucked up. Like there should be, honestly, you know, you shouldn't have any of it. But I do like that if he hit her, she hit back. It wasn't this total like submissive she's this like submissive personality that can be domineered she's as much of a fighter emotionally and physically and she will totally knock your ass in like she fucking slams his head into a mirror yeah like, along with that though i believe that she was doing it in self-defense oh yeah definitely yeah she was doing yeah. it in self-defense oh but yeah the fact definitely. That she was actually defending herself and not just taking it for the most yeah. part which is nice. So I liked seeing at least some part of that. I mean, that also does tie back into, like, the end of the movie with her, with her fighting. Like, Yeah, it does. Because that's real, right? Her actually doing yeah. boxing. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking baller. Yeah. I like how she beat the shit out of her stepbrother who was being creepy. Yeah. Her stepbrother. Uh, whatever happened I said to him? stepbrother. Did they I talk about stepfather. that? No, stepbrother. Did they ever talk about that? He got arrested. Okay, good. And he just never comes back? Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that... One thing about the domestic violence, though, that I didn't understand, when she was at the hotel, Gululi shows up, shoots her, throws her into the car, drives off, and everybody at the hotel is watching, and none of them called the cops. Well, how did the cops find them? Because he was speeding or something, wasn't he? Yeah. Is that what it was? Was it like a speed trap? I thought it was that someone called the cops, and like the cops started looking for him. Honestly, it's honestly not that hard to believe for me. A lot of people who witness domestic abuse situations, even with gunfire. Well, why didn't the cop go look at her? He didn't talk to her at all. Well, that's because Galuli is such a good talker that he talked his way out of it. Yeah, he did. But and even just like, just like, see her. Like, I, I guess cops will really ignore domestic abuse situations they really will it's kind of sad that's depressing and a lot of people will just not say something if they see something they don't want to get involved especially uh, i'm gonna con- i'm gonna think that people knew who they were i mean probably in that town i mean or well um that scene is that's after the axle so maybe but they might not recognize him they would recognize her, her. But I don't know if they would necessarily recognize him. We may have found a plot hole, but it's still a really good movie. Yeah. Well, she's only outside for like a second, too. Yeah. True. All right. Harsh standards of female athletes. Oh, I need to look up someone's name for this. Female athletes have an unbearable amount of criticism against them. Especially figure skaters. Especially figure skaters. They're expected to be like the ice princess... You know, like, no pants, really fluid, really dancey. Are you? I feel like it's skaters and gymnasts. Yeah. I think the gymnasts, feel, they get the same sort of standards that they are held to that are much higher than most other athletes. As someone who used to do gymnastics, you are quite right. Well, and I don't know how to say this. I'm just going to breathe it. Or just, like, they also have to deal with, like, sometimes, like, lower quality stuff like female athletes kind of get the short end of the stick a lot of the time yeah Yeah. like female female skating programs specifically are not as difficult as men's programs but they're not held to the same they're held to different standards 
Can we point out, though, that it's been two ladies who have done the, like, most... Well, yeah, but men are pulling out triple axles like they're nothing. Uh... And also... Well, why is rotations. Yeah, but so. they have the muscles. Exactly. Make it easier to do it. And you know what's so fucked up? Exactly, but that's why it's not required for women. Yeah. Interesting. You know what's really fucked up is they held Tanya to the standard. Like, she was very athletic and muscular rather than skinny and dainty, but she needed those muscles to, like, do things that were impressive and extraordinary and triple axles and like have you ever pushed yourself off a toe pick and completed three and a half rotations and landed on a back outside edge i don't think so no no having like when i saw the movie initially it had been a minute since i had been ice skating and then i went ice skating for the first time in a couple of years and then i was like holy fuck, I forgot how hard this is, just staying upright and not crashing into a wall. So just the idea of your body leaving the ice for that long and you not dying or breaking everything is a cold out. <laughs> what? Oh, I've literally been out of commission uh, because I fell out of a two foot spin two weeks ago. And my back still hasn't recovered. <laughs> Dude, ice fucking hurts. It does. It especially hurts. when you get airborne and land flat on your back. Oh my god. So. Yeah, no pass. Pass. Ooh. Ooh, did get good hummus. There's hummus. I have snacks, guys. Come and record a podcast with me. Come hang out with us. Um, but yeah, but- no, ice skating is really hard. Um, I took a friend out ice skating. And uh, they were definitely, at the beginning, not feeling it. But by the end, it's really addicting. Like, I don't know if anyone, like... Oh. <laughs> Where do you go? Did you ever go to Atlantic Station? Did I ever run into you there? No, uh, I go to Marietta Ice Center. Three times a week. <laughs> cool. Two to three hours at a time. <laughs> I kind of love you. I have a problem. No! That's a great problem to have. Back on track. It is technically on track. It's ridiculous that... Tanya was excommunicated from the figure skating community when their male athletes, who kind of do a lot worse and are still welcomed, not just back into the community, but are held to a really high standard. Like, what do they do? Mike Tyson raped a girl. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He has a cartoon show on Adult Swim. But that was outside of his sport. Yeah, it was outside of his sport. Yeah, which is different than. A, yeah, attacking another competitor. No, and that's while they are skating. That's fair. That's fair. I still think it's fucked up that Mike Tyson gets kind of a free pass. Yeah, and he bit off somebody's ear, which is just insane too. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. He ain't right. I seems hungry. Okay. <laughs> well. You know, ladies with their wild hormones. Just kidding. We don't have wild hormones. It's all a lie to make the man stand in shape. Agreed. Yeah! <laughs> I'm getting derailed, you guys. Sorry, I started eating hummus. This is bad. You should take this away from me. Alright, we're gonna move on to living with PTSD. Dude, Tanya's like fucked. Like, she's been abused since... She was born. Yeah, since she was basically born. Actually, I'm willing... I'm willing to bet that, well, 
Lavana Golden smoked and drank while she was pregnant. So, Tanya's been abused since she was probably in conception. Probably while she was being conceived. Yeah. Actually, I do feel bad for her dad, though. Her dad seems pretty nice. Yeah. He was a shitbag for dipping, but... And he, like, never really comes back. No, but I guess he sent money, but, like... I mean, it's what he did was, like, fucked up still to, like, leave, but it seemed like he was actually... A positive influence in her life in her life for a while. That was probably really fucking traumatic to have him leave like that. Like, yeah, I know, right? My dad moved fifteen minutes away, and I'm still scarred for life. My mom left for a couple of hours while I was asleep, and I was like six. And all I will, all I could find when I woke up was her scrunchie. And she came back, and I was sitting on the couch holding her scrunchie and sobbing. Oh! Because I thought she had left forever. (laughs) That's, like, so sweet. And she's like, why didn't you wake your dad up? And I'm like, I didn't want to bother him. (laughs) Oh my god. So, yeah. That's kind of sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Abandonment issues. They can come from the smallest things, so I can only imagine. Oh, I do like, though, that that scene that they throw in, like, because they could have kind of been over it. But, like, her... I just forgot about PTSD. Damn it. It's all topic. We need a stronger itinerary. I don't know if that would help. <laughs> <laughs> We're very derailed individuals. You know what? It's fine. It's all good. But I do want to say, as someone who lives with PTSD, uh, it sucks. It is awful. I feel bad for Tanya. Like, yeah, she has anger issues. But who doesn't after Ooh. living like that? Who doesn't? And... PTSD can turn you into the worst person imaginable over the dumbest shit. And And it's not your fault you can't control it. I mean, you can work to control it and you can work through it. There's a lot of stuff you can work through. But Tanya didn't have the resources for that. No, I don't even think... It didn't seem like mental health was something that came up in her growing up or her family life. Like, seeing someone, like, talking to someone outside, talking to someone from an objective point of view is not... Something that her family seemed. Well, back then it wasn't really as talked about. Yeah, that's true. In the 90s, it wasn't really a thing, and if it was a thing, nobody discussed it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have depression and anxiety. You have depression and anxiety. Everyone has depression and anxiety, and (laughs) have some medication, have some therapy. But back then, not so much. God knows, I need it. Back then, they would just lock you up. You went crazy, they'd just throw you in a cell and be like, deal with you later, throw you in a straitjacket, and that was it. That's terrifying. This was in the 90s? Yeah. So the 90s are coming back, y'all, I guess. Well, we can't really afford healthcare, so. Uh, That's still depressing. Anyway, onward and upward with that. Birds as (laughs) co-starts. Wait, is that really the topic? Who put that in? I didn't. Joe. I love it. So do we know the name of any of the bird actors? Like, I didn't do it. Was it the same bird? Was it different birds? Was it like, was it like a Michelle Tanner kind of I thing? I don't know like what that means, but I'll give that gesture. Full house. Yeah, the Olsen twins. Oh. They do that on set all the time. That's a normal thing on set and in movies is... When you have a child that's under a certain age, which is typically about, I want to say, under six, they try to look for twins because you can only have them there for, like, a couple hours. And so they'll hire a set of twins, one to work for the first three hours, and then one to work the second three hours. 
Interesting. That would still have a child for six hours. Yeah. But I don't know if animals have that sort of time constraint. I guess it would depend on the animal. Like, probably for a bird. Do I mean, birds like, even live past three hours? Who knows? What? Yes, of course they do. <laughs> they have mouths. <laughs> depends on if there's a squirrel nearby. What? What? You know, sometimes there's a squirrel nearby? Wow, or I got real fun with that. almost hit a possum. <laughs> All the way over here. Oh, I slowed down. Oh, I let him. I let him pass. Trash and then baby. I saw. So a, and then I saw a jeep like swerve not to hit him, and I was like, "Dude, that's why you slow the fuck down." Yeah. I got into a car accident one time because I slowed down for a squirrel. I mean, oh. not a squirrel, a turtle. That's even better. <laughs> yeah, my she dad did not think died. so. My my mom hit a like white rabbit on Christmas Eve oh. one year, and she she cried. She's like, "It's Christmas and I killed the Easter bunny." Oh my bunny. god! <laughs> um, we should be grateful that Tanya did not need a white fur jacket, because <laughs> her dad would have been hunting forever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Forever. Why does your story, Stephen, remind me of Grandma Gifford over by a reindeer? What the heck? I mean, that's a Christmas classic, but <laughs> that's like something Steven's got ran over. Ran over a rabbit. <laughs> All right. Derailed. We're also going to talk about white trash. Oh God, I'm from Georgia, y'all. Steven? no comment. <laughs> I feel like that was a huge part of what made Tanya who she was. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It was her strength and her downfall in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because she never I has... just feel like she was able to embrace it and turn it around to use it for a positive push for herself instead of it being a drawback like the rest of society was telling her it was. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, definitely. And it calls back to that sort of like, she, with her having that kind of fuck you, I'm me attitude that she is never apologetic for it. Like, even when, like, she's talking to the judges, however it went down, or when she's talking to that one guy in the car later on, or even with, like, her own mom, like, she's unashamed to be like, this is who I am, this is what has been done to me, this is what I feel, this is... I don't know, I like it. Oh, can I point out, this is what I wanted to say earlier. Okay. So, when she's younger, her, like, jacket, her little bunny jacket, it's all dead bunnies, God, it's so many dead bunnies, but... (laughs) It's, you know, it's not necessarily, like, finished. She just kind of has the coat. But when she's older... Oh, God, we do also... Can we please talk about her, Barbara Roby, as a 15-year-old? Can I, like, a minute, please? please yes. Yes. Um, but um, when, then when she's older, in that scene where she's talking to um, Jeff, she hasn't finished. It's been lined. It's been, like... It has, like, these, yeah. like, edges and stuff. Like, she finishes it herself. I didn't notice that. That's really interesting. And also, yeah, tailored it to fit herself better. Yeah. As she grew. Yeah. She was really crafty. But that's something I doubt many of the other girls in the competitive skating world would have had to know how to do. How to sew. How to make their own costumes. And I think I think that's what makes that scene, especially when the judges, like, we judge on presentation. That makes it so much more depressing because she tried so hard. She, like, made that outfit herself. She's, like, agonizing over the details of it with Jeff. Like, does this need another ruffle? Do I need another bow? Like, what can I do to make it look like everyone else's? Yeah. And that's really sad because if you're making your own stuff, you should make it to stand out, not fit in. 
and it's sad that she had to do it to fit in. Her white trash lifestyle. Yeah. They deemed unfit. It's, it's really sad, and I know I'm guilty of this, how people just kind of brush off people who are quote-unquote white trash, no matter where they're from. Because, like Tanya, anybody can do amazing things. Definitely people who are in higher economic circumstances, like me. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking when I was younger. I thought we were so poor. We were not. I was an idiot. Yeah, nothing. there's nothing like seeing kind of a movie like this that can show you how that economic divide can really make or break that. Like, I mean, Alice and Janie's character even brings that up when she's like, if you have... Or no, maybe maybe not. Oh, no, no, Alice and Janie's character does say it. Um, when she's like, she looks like she knows how to, like, she knows how to chop firewood. And she's like, she does. Like, every day. Is, yeah, that's like a fact of life for us. Yeah, that's not, like, an insult. That's just what they do. Yeah. Oh, a negative point, though, with that. Can we call back to the fact that that poor girl had to pee on the ice? Yeah. That is un... That is undetermined. Oh, was that It has not been validated as a true fact. I mean, if I were Tony, I wouldn't validate it. And if I were... Levon. Levon. Levana. Levana. I don't know why I keep saying Laverne. Laverne. Surely. Yep, that's what it was. Um, I don't know why she would admit to that either. Either way, we sound bad. But yeah, no, that I just is... realized your jacket. Oh my god. Afterward. I love you so much, Jamie. <laughs> that is a great jacket. We were born to make history! <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff right there. Yeah. Sorry. We talked about animals getting hit. We can take a Yuri on ice break. It's yeah. technically tangentially related. Okay, we will yes. get to Yuri on Ice later. Okay. Steven, you had a great point about the point of this movie and how you interpreted it. Yeah. Including her ice skates and stuff. Yeah, okay. So, here's a rant for you. Oh boy. Um, I had a suggested post on Instagram one day, and it was a screen cap from I, Tanya of her with her skate up on the judge's table when the lace broke. And the caption was, when, uh, when people ask to see your new Harlick skates. And Harlick was the brand that Tanya Harding used to skate with. And they're like, who else has seen this movie? And it was their post. Like, it was the skate brand's post. And I was like, if you've seen the movie, like, you realize that the point of the movie is that she shouldn't be the butt of the fucking joke. Like, she said, like, in the movie, it even said, like, every time you make a joke, it's like her being abused all over again. Hmm. And, like, even if it wasn't abusive to her, it's just, like, you beat things into the ground. Yeah. You know, whether it was something super serious like it was or not, like, it would get old. And at this point, it's super old. And it's just not funny anymore. I mean, do we hear really... I don't know if I hear really many people making Tanya Harding jokes now. I do, but I'm in the Yuri on Ice fandom. I mean, even... And lots of cosplay videos and... Yeah, even with my Yuri on Ice stuff. Like, I haven't really encountered too much of that. I I mean, I did maybe up until maybe like five, ten years ago, I would still hear stuff like that. But I don't know. It's... I feel like it's definitely faded out somewhat from... Yeah. It has. I mean, but it is still there, and it's... I mean, for most people, yeah, most people, if you made that joke, they would probably get it to some semblance. Yeah, and, like, everyone Almost... thinks they're super funny, though. Yeah, they're... Oh. And it, it's not funny, because, like, it pretty much ruined Tanya Harding's life. Yeah. You know, it fucked Nancy Kerrigan up for a bit. Mm. 
like it's it's not it's not it's very funny. unfortunate and yeah and your opinion on tanya harding regardless she went through a lot of shit in her childhood she doesn't and adulthood and adulthood yeah in her life in her yeah. life and i don't think she deserves being the butt of the joke it sucks it's hard. Just stop. It's not even that fucking funny. Well, except for when it comes back on. I'm just kidding. It's never funny. Don't make fun of me, guys. That's rude. It's very rude. And I feel, especially in this day and age of 2018, considering, it's nice. Let's all be a little nicer. Let's stop being assholes, guys. Yeah. So we'll be nicer to each other. I am a little concerned because Tanya Harding's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yes, she is on. Yes, she is on season twenty-six. There's an all-athlete season, and there are other figure skaters on there too. Yeah, Adam Rapon and Mariah Nagasu are on there as well. If it's not Michelle Kwan, I don't. Michelle Kwan is the best. She is queen in my eyes. They need to put Johnny Weir on there. Yeah, they do. I would watch the shit out of that. I mean, mm. I'll watch the shit out of it for Adam, because he's my second choice future husband, but, yeah. Have we covered everything? Uh, I did not cover the other skate-related thing. It's not a big deal. Do it. But, uh... No, we've not covered, like, nearly anything. Yeah. Um... What? <laughs> uh, the brand of skates that were used in Itanya were Jackson Ultimas. Those not the right Nope, they were not the right brand. Oh my god! Tanya Harding wore Harleks, <laughs> and they used Jackson Ultima. And Jackson Ultimas are really great skates. Did you buy some? <laughs> not biased! <laughs> um, That's kind of a big oversight. Yeah. I'm assuming most people seeing this movie, like... Don't think about it. Yeah, but yeah I, didn't like, know. I didn't even know there was more than one company that made skates. I assumed it's just, like, one, one company. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah. Um, this isn't Canada. <laughs> Nike makes skates? Yeah, I guess they make everything, don't they? I've don't never know, seen Nike skates. skates. Oh yeah, you're in Minnesota, bud. Tell us all yeah. of your skating info. I'm gonna have to go visit Joe now. Joe, we're coming to see ya! I Next... was never a big skater up here. As sad as that was, I never really got into the sports thing because my parents really didn't have the money for it or anything. So I never got into baseball or football or skating or skiing or any of that stuff. So I missed out a lot of my childhood. Um, so yeah, I had to live vicariously through Tanya Harding. Aww. So did this movie have a special resonance with you because you like Tanya Harding? <laughs> because of my childhood crush, yeah. Oh, what Called a good out. crush. She's such a cutie. She's adorable. She is a cutie. She really is. She's still, I mean, she's still kind of is. She's so cute. I like her attitude. And then putting Margot Robbie in there, which also crush. Uh, oh, yeah. Having a crush playing my crush. It was wonderful. Crushception. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, okay. This is the perfect time to talk about. Okay. Margot Robbie is a beautiful, beautiful Woman. She is a beautiful woman. What Margaret Roby is not is 15. <laughs> I <laughs> love this movie so much, but that is the one glaringly ridiculous part of it. It's like, you can put braces on Margot Robbie. You cannot make Margot Robbie 15. It just, it does not work. Especially not with, like, I, I mean, I understand those were, like, the haircuts at the time. <laughs> no! But that did not help at no. all. No. 
I would have much preferred, because, I mean, there is a fair amount of CGI that's used in the movie. Like, all of her skating sequences, as much as, like, Margot Robbie did learn to skate, Margot Robbie can still not do a triple axel, because... No, hardly. Um, like, nobody can do <laughs> Yeah, no axles. one can do it. So, it's uh, it's CGI for that. So, why didn't they just, like, CGI her younger? Yeah, I guess they could have done that. Or just get another actress. They probably didn't have the budget. That one scene. True, if their budget was only $11 million, like... Yeah. Dude, probably most of their budget was going for those skate fucking scenes. Yeah. I had to guess. Yeah, because then they had to superimpose her head on a stunt skater. Yeah. Margot's the producer of this film. She's one of them. Yeah, she's one of them. It's her production studio. She founded it with her husband, I believe. Sorry, I just called you out like that. We don't condone podcasting on the phone. We don't cuss texting and casting. Yeah. I'll do it anyway, though. Casting. <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> I last time I was on my phone to look up Surya, Surya Balia. She's that French figure skater who got banned from skating oh, as well sure. for doing that she flip. Didn't, she didn't get banned from skating. She just never got good marks. And backflips are illegal in competitive figure skating. You can only use them in professional figure skating. When you use them in competitive figure skating, they don't do anything for you. Like I don't know. Why? Why I don't. They- I don't think they deduct points, but you do not get points. Probably because so it's do just it. pointless. Dangerous shit. It, 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 it's not a triple axel. I'm like to it's bet. Just, uh, <laughs> technically, I'm correct. It's the best kind of correct. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Everything, like, a lot of it's dangerous, but for some Playing reason. Playing on ice <laughs> Ice in general dangerous. is dangerous. <laughs> Tying knives to your fucking shoes and skating around like a jackass <laughs> is dangerous. Well, who invented ice skating anyway? Is it some bored so, Scandinavian? Um, we, we actually had this conversation at the rink the other day. Uh, we believe it was probably some crazy Russian. <laughs> that, because it was just too crazy of an idea. Well, that pre- to, or post- to just vodka? come to just, it, it's not like it just happened on accident. Somebody literally had to go, I'm gonna put blades on these shoes and I'm gonna get on the ice. Let's see how this works. Brought up Russian, might be Putin with bunnies. Well, the, the actual history of figure skating stretches back pre, to uh, prehistoric times. Really? And that doesn't ice surprise me. Appeared in an archaeological record from about 3000 BC. That's and neat. Were added by the Dutch in the 13th to 14th century. The Dutch. That makes sense. Interesting. Is it cold there? Um, and championships were inaugurated in Hamburg, Germany in 1896. I just wanted to say that, though. Sebastian Stan was a little bit more believable, but it's... He looks so goofy. He does look really goofy. <laughs> and with his little glasses the whole time. Like, what? <laughs> what? He, he, um, he can be very decade weird, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was more believable than fucking Margot Robbie. I'll give it that. Yeah. Oh, God, that scene where they're um on their date, quote unquote. With their mom. With oh, her with mom. her fucking mom. Like, I get moms are for overprotective, but sit at another fucking table, like, have some semblance of decorum. Let your daughter have something. Well, yeah, but then she asked, then she literally asked him, did you fuck yet? Did you fucking yet? Like, how would you even have time? Like, Tanya skates constantly and is at school all the other time. And then you're here. <laughs> yeah. See, my mom will just ask, so, have you, Wait, you with know. This, with, like, the head nod? Yeah. Well, I assume she's nodding her head. We usually talk over the phone about this. Um, My mom stopped asking. I just need to start replying. Ooh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I just told my parents, 
dating and love is a meaningless existence and I don't want any part of it. And then they get really uncomfortable and don't ask anymore. <laughs> That's pretty great. My mom stopped asking. Yeah. We're not depressed, guys. This is fine. But this movie is so good. This movie was just like so bright and so colorful. Oh, it's so good. Like, oh, I just enjoyed it so much. And I want everyone to see it. So much. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm so derailed right now. Please help us bring it back together. Oh, one thing that we also missed, too, was the fourth wall break. Oh, yeah. yeah! That was actually kind of nice. How did we forget about that? Joe, you're good. You should just, like, take control of this. I thought I was. Oh. <laughs> That's why I derailed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they did do that. They chose really interesting points for it, though. I like it when she does it with a gun. And we yeah. did go over this. Yeah, we did. Did we do it? Yeah. While yeah. we're recording now? I thought we talked about it before. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we went over it. We yep. were talking for a hot minute. We did. I don't remember that, but I could have so been this is why I'm not in charge. This is why none of us should be in charge. None of us should ever be in charge. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I have to go with you that with the fourth wall breaking, especially when she's, like, explaining what's going on. Yeah. Like, a little bit of her happen. own intentions. Yeah, like, it didn't happen like that. And I do like <laughs> that they intersperse that sort of interview with them, with Marta Ruby and Sebastian Stan, like, acting out as if it were that documentary because there is um an actually an, an another ESPN documentary about all of this yeah there is it's really good um it also kind of leaves whether or not they believe she did it very ambiguously although I think that one skews a bit more into the like probably just because that was more of the time then okay all right we gotta start wrapping this up any final to- thoughts before we ask our final roundtable question okay cool Oh, God. Hopefully you guys will get where I'm going with this for, like, a second with it. Okay. Um, there's this sort of really charming nature they give her. Yeah. That I don't know if that would have come across then. Like, um, I think that's something that's, like, lacking. Like, she's so relatable. Like, that's why when America is, like, really into her, they're like, Tanya Harding is me. Tanya Harding is, like, one of us. She's, like, a true-blooded American. And that makes what we can talk about, like, her being the butt of a joke, all that more depressing. Like, America loved her. Like, oh, yeah. she was... Well, she was so cute. Hero. Yeah, she was a national hero. Yeah. And she was, like precious and adorable and she had this spirit yeah she definitely did have fucking spirit whether or not like alice and janey's or her mom uh what lavana like fucked her up for life because i mean she you know basically made it to where like tanya wait, what is it like that she said like tanya only skates best when she's, she's mad. mad she skates best when she's angry yeah and so she like manipulates her to be better which ultimately is for her own benefit. But it's but, still shitty. Yeah, it's still shitty, and that, like, fucks with her. And even despite that, like, I think this movie does an excellent, excellent job of making her just be this real flesh-and-blood person that you honestly would kind of be okay with maybe having a beer with. But yeah, again, if you haven't seen I, Tanya, please, please do yourself a favor. And sorry we spoiled it for you. Did we? We talked about it before. I mean, kind of. Not really. There's a lot. I mean, this is, this movie of, the, the story of the movie itself is anything you could read on any article. True that. About it. Like, it's any, any post about, any, you could read the Wikipedia article and get probably the same information. Yeah, we did read the 
Wikipedia article. There you go. Yeah. So, let's wrap this up, you guys. So, question of the night. Do you think Tanya Harding did it? No. Not to the degree everyone acts like she did. I think she knew something was going to go down. I honestly believe she was expecting the, 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 I mean, the she death threats. about the threat. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I yeah. believe that she knew about the threats. I don't think she even considered the idea that someone was going to actually hurt Nancy. Yeah, not like that. Oh, that was fucked up too. That fucking Eckhart is the one who called the threat in the motherfucking first place. What a piece of motherfucking shit. Like, ugh. Can you believe that? What a little slimeball. Tell us how you really feel. Dude, that's just fucked up. Like, the whole reason this whole chain of events started is because that little piece of shit could... Yeah, um, it's all his fault. It's all his fault. Tanya alone. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, Joe. So I, I agree. I agree with with her that I don't think Tanya knew exactly what was going on, but knew stuff was going to go on. So she knew about the death threats, and maybe knew it might get a little bit more violent than that. But having absolutely no idea that it was going to come down to getting hit in the kneecap. I believe that she did not know that. I don't know if I believe that Jeff had nothing to do with it. Oh, no. Jeff would have had to have known. Like, I, feel like, I feel like Galuli knew she was going to get, Kerrigan was going to get her knee bashed in. Yeah. But just denied the whole thing. At least from the movie's perspective, the way he was reacting to everything, he knew. He had to have known. He yeah. was digging his way out of that hole. Yeah, because he was acting way too shady to not... Well, I guess by the time he knew what had happened, like, he could have just been like, no, I'm not paying them. Why did he pay them? He could have turned them into the police then and there. Yeah. Like everyone else, I agree. I believe Tanya knew about the threats, but I don't think she knew anything else. And I don't like the criticism that she got for not telling the cops when she found out what had happened because she was afraid of her husband. Her husband routinely beat the shit out of her. It's very likely he would have killed her. Was it also Olympic season? I feel like she probably kind of, her brain was maybe not. Ding, ding, ding. It's focused on the Olympics. Yeah. Like hers is just like, I focused on working hard and winning. Yeah. Oh, that scene. (laughs) Yeah. That was really sad. And the ending. And another thing I want to bring up is truth. She makes a really good point. There's really not a version of the truth, or there's not a version of the truth that everybody can agree on, and that's kind of just a fact of life. Everyone has their own subjective point of view. Yeah, that was the main point of the movie I got for me, is that there's no such thing as truth. No, there's, well, there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. No one really knows it. Well, I guess we could view this as like this was Tanya's opportunity to tell her truth. This was Tanya's truth. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed hearing your story. All right. We all good, you guys? Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like there's so much more to talk about. If there's so much in this movie to just unload on. All right. Well, if you want, we can come back to this and do like a bite episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take I'm notes for next well. time. Okay. I'm going to take notes for stuff that I want to talk about. Everybody say bye. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Joe. And that was Steven. And I'm Kat. And I'm Addison. Have a good night. Bye! Bye!